we learned the Sikha of Tetzave Beis in Chelik Yudalef. In the Sikha, the Rebbe explains the Rashi in Pashas Tetzave Perik Chavches, Posik Lamed. And the Rebbe explains the whole, uh, on the Rashi, uh, the Choshen uh, and the Urim Vetumim, as we'll see inside. Aleph. In the Posik, when Asatel Choshen Amishpot, as Urim Vesatumim Goimer, so in our parsha, first it tells you about the whole uh, way they uh, made the Choysh uh, Mishpat, which was one of the eight garments of the uh, Kohen Godel. Um, so the way they put together all the details of it, uh, several psukim, many psukim. And then finally, uh, the end, the parsha says that inside of the Choysh Mishpat, you should place as a Urim Vesatumim Goimer. The Urim Vesatumim you place inside. So Mefarish Rashi. So Rashi explains, he quotes from the Pasikas Urim Vesatumim. what is the Urim Vetumim that you place inside of the Khoisha Mishpat? So he says, Uksav Shem Hamafirish. The Abishter's name Hamafirish was written on a parchment on a piece of uh writing, wrote and written down. That was placed, you would give that inside of the folds of the Khoshan. And what would that do? that the words uh, that the, um, uh, the the prophecy that came through the uh, uh, to the Chayshem Mishpat uh, were illuminated and they were perfected through that Ksav uh, that was placed in there uh, that seems to explain already the whole Meaning, what the Urim Vitumim, why, why is it called Urim Vitumim, Meir Dvorim, Matamim Dvorov? What was it done? It placed inside of the Choshen. Seems to be already explaining that. But Rashi continues over here. The Rashi says, Sheni, that during the second base of Migdosh, there was the Choshen. We have to say that the Choshen was there. Because it's impossible for a Kohen Godel to be lacking of the garments, which means he needs eight garments. And if it would know no Choshen, that means that there would be only seven, one garment less. So therefore, he would not be able to uh, serve as a Kohen Godel. However, while there was the garment of the Choshen, there was no... Uh, name, that name of Shema Mephoyrish that was on the Kisav, that was not inside the folds of the Choshen. So there was a Choshen without the Kisav. And further, Rashi says, And it's because of that uh, Kisav why we call it Mishpat, that the uh, Kisav is the Mishpat. The, the proof for that is Shinamar Urim. Uh, this is a pasuk later on in Pasha's Pinchas, Chavzayin Chavalef. He says you ask b'mishpat urim. So you see that the urim is mishpat. So that's why the ksav is called uh, because of the ksav. We call it mishpat sholev mishpat urim. Okay. So b'tzorich lo. So the Rebbe says we need to understand this because uh, Rashi seems to be unusually a long a commentary over here. Aleph. First thing is Darkushal Rashi, Lafarib Shutushal Mikra. It's Rashi's custom to explain the simple meaning of the verse. Ulifizeh, so according to this, that it's only the Pshat, So his commentary here is not understood. Ubefrat, especially, not only understood, but Barichas, he says it at great length. How is that connected to explain to us what the Urim Vetumim, Rashi says, First Rashi tells us how uh, it was that there was no Choshen and Migdash Sheni. I mean, that is irrelevant to explaining Urim Vetumim. And then Rashi says, So first he tells us the facts that there was no Choshen uh, in, the, in the second place of Migdash. And he gives you, in addition to that, the reason why we have to say that there was uh, a Choshen, because you have Shalakoyen Vuchulu, because there cannot be a coin 
without having all the eight begotten, so he had to have the choshen there. However, he says he did not have the, the writing in there. So what does all this have to do with the simple meaning in our passage? We're trying to explain what the Urim Vitumim, that is the Ksav Shema Mephoidosh. Rashi should have just told us it's Shema Mephoidosh. And it was in the Kifla Choshen, and that was Meir Dvor Mutamir Dvor. Why bring all that down? Now, the question base, uh, the, the language, you know, a little struggled with the question base over here, but uh, that's what it seems to me, uh, uh, what the Rebbe means over here in the question so base, and we'll see Gimel also. Kavonas Rashi bekol mokum lefarish tevis hakosuv shuhum atiko. Rashi's always intent is to explain the words that he quotes. So in our place, Rashi quotes the words Esa Urim Vesatumim. In other words, if Rashi would have said Venosato El Khoshen Hamishpot Esa Urim Vesatumim, so then you can say that Rashi is also trying to explain what the Khoshen Hamishpot is. But in our case, Rashi only quotes the words Urim Vetumim. So therefore, uh, the explanation of what does it mean? He's not talking about our posik over here that because of the ksav of the Shema Mephoidosh, that's why the posik calls it Chayisha Mishpat. If that's what Rashi meant, then Rashi should have quoted from the posik Mishpat, Chayisha Mishpat. He doesn't quote it over here. So, therefore... Uh, the Rebbe learns that what does Rashi mean in the question now that we're saying? What does Rashi mean? A general, not our Pasuk, that the Urim Vetumim, not the Choshen Mishpat, the Urim Vetumim is called Mishpat because of the Kesav, uh, because of the Kesav that it has, uh, that's why it's called Mishpat Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Vishaloi Bimishpat Haurim. Who means the Urim Betumim? Because of the writing on it, of the name, the, the Ksav, that's why who the Urim Betumim is called Mishpat Shanam as the Pasuk Shalom Mishpat Haurim. So we're basically explaining why the Pasuk calls it Mishpat Haurim. So, Valpizeh. So in that case, since Rashi is not explaining the Chlal, what the Pasuk means of here, Choshen Mishpat. Choshen Mishpat over here could mean other things, doesn't it mean? But Rashi is explaining why is the called uh, Mishpat Ha'urim, which is a Pasuk in Pinchas. Vashem Eisak Sav Chulu, Shenemar, Vesholim Mishpat Ha'urim, Demekoyme B'Pirish HaPasuk Ahu. So that seems like the place to explain that why do we call it Mishpat Urim? It's because the Oisoy HaKesav, the Ksav, is what makes it called, that Ksav is why we call the Urim the Mishpat Urim, basically. That's what Rashi is saying over here. Again, the struggle is here because by us in the Pasuk, first it says Mishpat, but it's not, Rashi is not saying Hashem is HaKesav by us. We'll see in the Rebbe's explanation in a minute. But Gimel, the Rebbe says, is even more than that. The problem is, because here we're uh, trying to say that the garment uh, of the uh, Koyen Godel is basically independent of the, um, is basically independent of the, of the Klav, of the Ksav, of the Ksav Shema Mephodesh. Uh That's why we're saying that the Koyen Godel had the Choshen in the second and that made it the garment. So here we're trying to say that the beged, the choshen itself, is not part of the urim uh, v'tumim, part of the cloth. Two separate parts. That's what we're trying to say here. And that's why we can have a koyen gadol have the beged choshen without having the cloth. But now that the Rashi brings down that the whole reason we call it Mishpat Urim is because of the Klav. So now it turns out that we're, we're, we're confused. Now we're saying 
that the whole reason why it's called Mishpat Urim is because of the cloth. So now maybe we do need the Mishpat to be their part of the garment. So why would Rashi have to bring this in, which seems to uh, contradict what he's trying, conflict with what he's trying to say? Gimel. Not only is the place not here to explain that it's called Mishpat because the Urim, but on the contrary, this explanation contradicts what Rashi has written beforehand. So now we're saying that because of the other, so why is it called the Choshen Mishpat? It's because of the Ksav, because we learned it out in the Pasuk over there, Vishalai. So now we know that what is it called Choshem Mishpat because Iksav. Hare beheder haksav. So if the Ksav is lacking, Yachsar Gambinyon Bechoshem Mishpat. Kechoshem Mishpat. So now it's no longer fully a Choshem Mishpat. There's lacking Choshem Mishpat. So it turns out that there is room to say that we might say that Bemikdosheni Shaloi Hoya Oz Aksav Betecha Choshem. Over there, the Ksav was not Betecha Choshen. So, Oya Koyen God, Mechusur Begod, who was lacking garments. Hevech Mashikos Rashi Lifnei Zeh, contrary, opposite, that Rashi has just written that the Koyen God was not a Mechusur Begod, because he had the Choshen, and we don't need the cloth. And here, all of a sudden, Rashi is adding that the Mishpat is part of the Urim Betumim. That's why we... Uh, uh, that's why it's called the Mishpat. So now all of a sudden we're making it part of the Choshen Mishpat. So why does Rashi have to bring it down that Al Shem Isaac Savu Kori Mishpat? That's the first ice. Ice base. After the Postic says, Venosat al Choshen Mishpat asaurim Vasatumim, so it says, Vahoyu. So they will be the, the placement of the Choshen of Mishpat, the Urim Betumah placing it, they will be on Aaron's heart. When he comes in before Hashem. And then the Pasuk says, So now we are referring to the Choshen uh, that he's wearing on his Lave, on Lave Aaron. We're referring to it as he's carrying the Mishpat B'nai Yisrael, Alibay. So on his heart he will be carrying the Mishpat. What is the meaning that he will be carrying the Mishpat? Why are we calling this the Mishpat B'nai Yisrael? So over there, Kosov Rashi, Lam Perosh Mishpat B'nai Yisrael, Kosov Rashi, Rashi says, why is it called the Mishpat? Uh, is, uh, it's called the Vorim, the Choshen Mishpat would be used to rule and to prove through it whether to do something or not to do something. They used the Choshen Mishpat when they had a question what to do, whether they should go to war, not go to war, etc., so that means that they were ruled, they were judged, nishpatim, and they were uh, directed uh, through the urim betumim, through the choyshe mishpat. That is called a mishpat, because they're ruled by it. So when we say that he's carrying the mishpat, a liboy, uh, a mishpat, carrying mishpat, b'nei Yisrael means the rulings of the Bnei Yisrael, which the Yidn are judged by him. That's one reason why we call it Mishpat. Why is it called Mishpat Bnei Yisrael? And then Rashi says, And according to Medrash HaGodah, it's called Mishpat because the Choshen is a Mishpat that it atones Hadin. Uh, if there was a crookedness in the judgment, uh, which is, if, a, if it based in, or the judgment was done wrong, the Choshen would mechaper, 
So Nikra Mishpat, that's why we call it Mishpat Bnei Yisrael. Al Shem Slichasa Mishpat. It's called the Mishpat of the Bnei Yisrael because that was the atonement, the forgiving of the Mishpat Bnei Yisrael. So if there was a Mu'ufse Bnei Yisrael, it forgave for them. So Rebbe asked, "V'gambi pirushi zekosha." So also in this commentary, it's difficult. Aleph, number one, base pirushim elu. These two interpretation in the words mishpat. Kvar omrum Rashi lifnei Rashi has already said it beforehand. The parsha zu atzma in this very same portion when it says al choshen hamishpat, al choshen mishpat perich of ches. Pasuk Tezvav. So over there it says, the uh, Loma. So the question is, so we already know about these two in Yonim. So why does Rashi have to repeat it again? Why does Rashi have to repeat them? These two interpretation in Mishpat we already have already before. But that's question number one. But number two, these interpretations were brought down before in the reverse order. In the previous commentary, these two interpretations were uh, said in an opposite order. Then they were said later on. Then they are said towards the end. Over there it says like this. Aleph. Number one, why is it called Mishpat? Is al kilkul hadin, because it atones for the ruining of the judgment. That's the same as meuvasei hadin. It would atone the choshen mishpat atoned for when a judgment was went wrong. and then the second pirush says based dover achar mishpat shemevarir devorov. That it verifies his words and what it promises go happens, which means that it tells the uh, people how to do and what it promises. So this is similar to what we say that he is Mevarer. Uh, explains and articulates his words. This is all in Rashi over there, which is the lotion of uh, of Shoifet, that it judges, it rules. So, since it's an opposite order, So in addition to the general question, why is there a change in the order of words? Every detail in Rashi is exact. Yes, we can be surprised. There is a contradiction that comes because of this change. These are not just uh, different in order, but there is a contradiction because of this order. Because the interpretation which Rashi places first. That Rashi grabs, makes his main, his main interpretation. So when we change the order, so what we're changing here is what we determine should be the main interpretation. So just the order change. And on top of that also, Shalakamon in the second place who maybe as Pirusha so he brings the second interpretation, Medrash Agoda. He says that this is an Agoda Medrash, that it's not a simple pshat. That means that the fact that the Khoshin forgives, atones for the crookedness of the judgment, that's not the simple meaning. That's only a Medrash Agoda. So it's a Medrash Ain Pirusha Zaldarach Pshat Gamri. It's not totally according to Pshat, but it's rather, it's in a way of mikro. it's an Agoda that settles the answers, the words of the Pasuk. What Rashi took before as the main Pshat, the first Pshat, as the main Pshat, 
all of a sudden this becomes the second pshat, and this becomes a medrash agodah. And the only reason why would Rashi bring a medrash agodah to in the in the Chumash as a commentary is we have to say the rebats in the brackets because he has a problem with the first interpretation which is entirely according to the pshat and there is a difficulty so that's why he's forced to also bring a meaning and interpretation of the which is not a totally pshat uh, uh, so if here we see that the epirush uh, that it's uh, for atones for ivus uh, ivus uh, the judgment the kilkuladin over here it's brought as a medrash agoda sort of blessed breda and ube pirushali il but before rashi al choshen mishpat have you kapirush rishon veikri he brings him as a first interpretation and as the main interpretation so what's going on here the rebbe is going to explain now that when we read the whole Parsha as a whole, and since the whole piece of the Urim Vitumim comes towards the end, uh, that implies that the Urim Vitumim has a separate, it's not part of the act of the Choshen uh, itself, it just comes at the end. But because Rashi explains that the Urim Vitumim fixes the Choshen, so that means that it impacts the Choshen, so it almost seems like it has to affect the, 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 the quality of the Choshen, so then why isn't it part of the Choshen? So let's learn inside. So what's the explanation of this? After in the beginning. And the flow of the Parsha it articulates all the details and all the ways how the Choshen was made. So, towards the end of this parsha, it says that the Nosa Arin, that Ari will carry uh, the Chayshim Mishpah on his heart. That's the end. That's the end of the parsha. That seemingly ends the entire subject matter of the Chayshim. But then the, the Pasik continues with one more Pasik. You place in the Chayshim Mishpah the Urim Vetumim, etc. And then it says, V'nosanes Mishpah B'nei Yisrael Gimer. And Aaron will carry the Mishpat of the B'nei Yisrael Gimer. So, that tells us, U'mizeh she'inyan ha'urim Vetumim le'nichlal be'parshiz ha'chayshim ben koprot. The fact that the Urim Vetumim has not been included in the portion of the Chayshim between, amongst the details. Elabola ha'chareho, but comes... After it, as a separate matter by itself, a standalone. So, so it's understood from the simple order of the verses. They're not a part of the act of the chayshin itself, of the creation of the chayshin. But rather, this is a matter which is added on the Choshen itself. So, and therefore, but we get a problem once the Urim Vetumim has an impact on the actual Choshen itself. What does Rashi say? That is the Kasav of the Shemim that you would place within the folds of the Choshen, Shal Yodoy, emphasis, through it, through this Kesav, who made Dvorov. That's how he would shine his words. The Choshen would shine his words. So how could the Choshen work through this? 
From there it appears that the Urim Vetumim are a part of the Choshen itself. The wholesomeness of the Choshen is tied to the fact that you place in there an Urim Vetumim. But this contradicts what's understood from the order of the Psukim. Because here we're seeing that the Urim Vetumim play an important role in the Chayshin, to make it a complete Chayshin, that it should be al yode Meir Dvarov. So, therefore, Umam Rashi, so therefore Rashi has to continue now. The Rebbe asked before, that's it, what is Rashi? No, now because of this problem, Rashi has to continually ask if Kushi to answer this question. That in Migdashani there was the Chayshin, Shiyev, Shalakayan Godel, Yismuchusar Begodim. For it's impossible for a Kayan Godel to not have all the garments, so you had to have a Chayshin. Avol Oisa Hashem, Lohayib Besoycha, the Shem was not there. So what Rashi is telling us from there, the Mazam Muchach, Shaurim Vetumim, Einum Chayluk, Metzam Achayshin, that the Urim Vetumim are not a part of the essence of the Chayshin. So, notwithstanding that it doesn't, uh, that it doesn't that that the the Urim Vetumim did uh, support and did the Chayshin itself. It was made dvarov, but it's not part of the Chayshin. Shari lahoya hakoyan godel mechuser begodim gam beis shahoya Chayshin belodom, because we see the koyan godel was not lacking any garments, even at the time that the Chayshin did not have the Urim Vetumim inside them. Okay. So the question becomes, but how come Taka? It's not, how come, why should we Taka say that uh, you can have a Chayshin Mishpah without the Orem Vetumim when the Orem Vetumim has an important function? But this itself requires an explanation. Since it's through the Orem Vetumim that it shined, so Lama. So how come they're talking not holding back the wholesomeness? Why is the chayshin not lacking? Because it looks like the main ingredient, uh, something which is an important part of the chayshin. Just like any of the other parts of the chayshin. Each one of the details of the parts is a detail that would hold back the general idea of the Chayshin. So any of the details, but in this case, especially, they are a uh, main aspect of the Chayshin. So that's why Rashi explains in the continuation of his words, Vashem Oisoy Haksav Hukori Mishpat Vachulu. And that it's because of this Ksav is why it's called. So we're trying to say over here that Hainu Sherak Inyan Hamishpat. There is a exclusion. We're saying that it's only for that writing that it's called the. Uh, Called mishpat, but choshen it has nothing to do with that. mishpat, it's only the level, the matter of judgment. which is an additional matter of the choshen. that hinges on the writing of the urim v'tumim. but the body, the essence of the choshen, which is habeget. That is whole even without the Urim Vetumim. And the Koyan Godl is not lacking any garments because the garment is the Choshen. And there's an additional part which is called Mishpat, which is Durim Vetumim. But that it's a separate part then from the garment. And this is why. For this reason, in the beginning, in the psukim, the command 
was first to do the Choshen itself, and all the details, because that is actually what is the garment. To teach us that with this concludes the entire portion of the Choshen completely. So the Choshen is done. And then then he tells you what is the idea, what is the goal of the Choshen. So that's why we're carrying with Hashem Tomit. So now we have the goal of, well, we have the garment and we have the goal. Then comes the Tzumah, Shehu HaMishpot, Choshen HaMishpot, that is the Mishpot, Dover Neis Valetzim HaChoshen, which is an additional thing for the Choshen. V'inyonoi, that exavoho, Yalev Arein, V'nos Arnes Mishpat B'nei Yisrael Goymet. So we have a whole separate matter, which is the idea of the Mishpat, with the Shem HaMefoyrish, which is in addition to the Choshen, which he carried. This is a separate thing, the fact that he carried the Mishpat. And the Rebbe brings down, very interesting, in Ha'orah 13, that in the very beginning of the Parsha, when the Choshen is mentioned the first time, it doesn't say Choshen Mishpat, it just says Choshen Stam. And can't say it's just like a shorted, because when it talks about Koshnes, it doesn't say Koshnes, it's Koshnes Tashmet, so... It's, it's, it's detailed over there. Because in the very beginning of the Parsha, he's just mentioning the actual garment, which is Choshen. And then later on, when he details how the Choshen, we call it later on Choshen Mishpat. In Oiz Dalet, the Rebbe explains why Rashi switches the interpretations earlier in the Rashi, and then in our Rashi, he reverses the order, as the Rebbe has asked, in Oiz Beis. But based on the uh, Rebbe's uh, explanation, that in the Parsha, the flow of the Parsha, it makes sense that the Urim are independent and not part of the Choshen, that's why over here, Rashi goes along with that simple meaning. As opposed to earlier, when we just started out, before we learned the whole continuation, when we're trying to figure out what the word mishpat, over there, it's in the order the way Rashi brings down over there, as the Rebbe will explain. And the Rebbe also goes on to explain that... This is also according to Rashi, uh, the way he learns it over here, we understand uh, how come the Koyen Godel, as Rashi says here, was not lacking garments in the base Hamikdasheni. There's also a whole very beautiful pilpul in the Ha'aris over here, explaining in Halacha the Rambam and the Raivet and the whole Machloikas over there again, but that is beyond the scope. Let's learn inside Oiz Dalet. So what fits and the flow to Rashi's explanation in the beginning of the Pasuk, the Rashi explained that the Urvetumim has to be the Kesav, that it is because of the Kesavadur Vetumim, that's why it's called Mishpat, because that is the way we understand why the whole Urim Vetumim part comes after the entire creation of the Choshen, the garment itself. So, therefore, because in that flow, so that's why in his first commentary, Rashi also goes along with this Mahalach, with this concept. That Mashakos Lahalom the Posik in this Posik, further on in the Posik, it says that he's carrying as Mishpat Bnei Yisrael. He carries Mishpat Yisrael. So how are we going to explain Mishpat? So the first interpretation is Dvor Shem Nishpatim Bnei Chochim This is an item that they are 
ruled and are proven by, which means that the Chayshen Mishpah, the Mishpah tells them what to do. So in other words, that the Mish, the, that the Mishpah has to do with the Urim V'tumim. V'hainu the Mishpah koi al Urim V'tumim. The Mishpah goes on the Urim V'tumim. K'moysha Pirish Bereisha Dekra, just as Rashi explains in the beginning of the Pasuk. So, now we can understand why this is the first comment, because this follows. This explains to us Rashi's reason. Why does Rashi decide over here that this interpretation, that this is an item that they're judged and they're proven by, the Urim V'tumim, that's the main. Because only according to this interpretation, we have an explanation. It's given to explanation. We have an explanation. In order to answer the flow of the Psukim, in the flow of the Psukim, the Urim V'tum are not part of the Choshen, as we said earlier. And therefore, since in this Pasik the Mishpat explains, Urim V'tumim is the Mishpat explains, that that is the Mishpat, and that's why it's separate. So that's why Rashi, in his first comment that follows when it says, Asa Mishpat, he explains it along those lines. And only the second interpretation, as we will see in a minute, because in the word Mishpat itself, it's not so fitting that Mishpatim Nechachim, as the Rebbe will say in a minute, that's why that is a second interpretation, and that's what Rashi needs that interpretation, as we'll see in a minute. But now let's go back to the Rashi earlier, <coughs> that Rashi does not use this as the first interpretation, that the idea of a mishpat over there. Rashi uses over there that it's mechaper al-kilkul hadin, it, it atones for mishpat. Because over there, before we learn about the hemshech, over there we just got to try to explain, over there on the spot, what is more logical to interpret the word mishpat. So over there, Rashi brings down the interpretation that is Mechaper al Kilkul Hadin first, before he talks about Durim Vetumim. Shemavarev Dvarov. Mashiach, look inside. Mashiach came by Pirish Rashi Lil. Bechoshen Mishpat, earlier in the Rashi. When Rashi says, Choshen Mishpat. Shadayin ain hech, Rechlefadish, Shoinyan de Mishpat Koyal Hurim Vetumim. We don't have a proof. We are not forced to interpret that Mishpat goes Durim Vetumim. That only happens here. Because Urim Vetumim are written later, and therefore we have to say that that is the Mishpat over here. But over there we don't have yet the Hamshah, we haven't learned about it. It is more simpler to interpret the idea of Mishpat that it means literally Meloshin Din. Mishpat means judgment. May Asher from law from court cases to the Masha rather than explaining it Dvorim that it's coming to verify things, that is not in the simple meaning of the word Mishpat. and therefore earlier, Magdim Rashi Esapirish Rashi first introduces the explanation Hadin. Over there on the spot, it makes sense to say first that it atones for the travesty of judgment, where there was a kilkul haddin, that's, that's, haddin is called mishpat, for that's the main and the simple meaning of the Pasik on the spot. Only afterwards, Betoir Pirusheni has a second interpretation, Sakrashi Dovar Achar Mishpat Shemavarer Dvorov Chulu, that a mishpat is Now the Rebbe doesn't explain over here why did Rashi have to bring down the dovar achar at all uh, if he's just explaining uh, al asar. Uh, so he should have could have just said mechaper 
I'll kill Kuladin, which makes sense, and then bring in the two Pirushim over here. <coughs> Maybe that would be too contradictory uh, for there only to bring one Pirush, something to look into further. However, because of this reason that Mishpat is actually more logical than it's talking about Kilkul Hadin, Mishpat means judgment, for that reason alone, that Mishpat means Birudvorim, and as he says, these are the Loshan, the two Loshan of Rashi, and that they are ruled and they're proven through it. And the Rebbe adds another point here. We call the Choshen by the name Choshen and Mishpot even before they put in the Urim Vetumim. So somehow this points to the fact that the Choshen itself is called Mishpot. So uh, that is um, um, that is more uh, another svara to say that it's called Al Kilkul Hadin. Uh, rather than saying nishpot uh, v'nechochem al yode, is therefore in Rashi mistapik pirush arishen. Rashi is not satisfied in his first pirush al posik dal shemishpat bnei Yisrael haino urim v'tumim umoisu pirusheni, and he adds a second pirush da choishin nikra mishpat al shem shemachaper al mavos adin. So this word brings that it's called mishpat because it atones for the travesty or the crookedness of the justice and that's why we understand more the meaning of mishpat and the simple meaning but the problem we have with uh, this shot is that it's um, <coughs> is that it doesn't fit into the flow of the psukim so maybe the word mishpat is uh, better interpreted as kilkul hadin, but in the flow, it goes uh, better that urim v'tumim were separate, so that the mishpat goes on the urim v'tumim. Since this interpretation is hard to fit in, in the simple flow of the verses, as mentioned earlier, if so, that it's part of the Choshen, why does the Pasuk not include the whole concept of the Urim Vetumim amongst the other actions of the Choshen? That's why Rashi writes, that this is second interpretation is according to the Medrash Agoda. For although that in one aspect, one detail, it's closer to the simple meaning of the Pasuk in the words, to translate the word Mishpat, but but on the other hand, however, it is not really sit well in, doesn't, in, the, in the general verses and the whole Parsha. That's why Rashi brings it down as a second interpretation. And as the Rebbe said, it's also that Rashi introduces it. And that way now, the Rebbe says, So Rashi's view that the Urim V'tumim is not part of the Choshen, we also understand now, uh, according to, also understand according to Aloha. How did the Koen Godel work, serve, in the second Besamikdash when there were no Urim Vitumim? Because he was lacking God, because he was lacking because the chesorin of the umrim v'tumim is not negeya to the etzim but rather to the idea of just the mishpat. It's chayshin mishpat. And that's why the koyen gadol 
isn't really lacking any garments when there is not Urim Vitumim. Rashi himself writes in the Pirush. So, but the, what the Rebbe is adding here, I mean, the Rebbe says like Rashi himself writes here, but what the Rebbe is adding over here is, but now we have an explanation that it's not just that the Urim Vitumim, there's still a Begotim, but that's the Mishpat part. So there's the Choshen part, and then there's the Mishpat part. And the Mishpat is not part of the Choshen. I said before, this is a whole long discussion, the others over here, but we'll continue. In Oishei, the Rebbe is mevair that the fact that uh, there were five uh, items missing in the uh, second base Amigdosh, it's not because there was anything lacking in the great revelation that took place. The base Hamikdash Sheni is equal to the base Hamikdash Rishon in the level of its oir uh, uh, that uh, it, it it took. It comes from the level of Bina in the base Hamikdash Rishon and the base Hamikdash Sheni. The difference was that in base Hamikdash Sheni there was not a, a power uh, to give it out also to the outside, uh, only in the base Hamikdash. So the base Hamikdash itself was the same. Uh, level as the first basic English, but the difference is how it impacted outside. And the Rebbe says this is the same as we're learning with the Choshen Mishpat, that the Choshen was there, but the Mishpat was lacking. The Mishpat, the judgment, how it interacts with the world. Let's see inside. Hey, shel rashel from the uh, wine of Toyra, uh, from the and the Pirish Rashi that's before us. In this Rashi Mavur, basically because we're explaining as the Choshen Mishpat is uh, separate. Uh, so we're saying that the Mishpat is something different than the Choshen. Mavur Bachasidus. It's explained in Chasidus. The main distinction between the first and the second Beis Amigdosh and as a result, because of that distinction, that's why it were lacking five things in the uh, second base Amigdosh. So, what's the main difference? That wasn't so much at the level of how much godliness was revealed in the Migdash itself. So, we should say that in the first base Amigdosh, there was a greater Gilui. The second base of Mikdosh is lacking Gilui, and because it's lacking Gilui, that's why it's missing five things. No. Because also in the second base of Mikdosh, there was the revelation in the level of Bina, just as in the first base of Mikdosh. As far as the revelation, the Gilui Lekus, the second base of Mikdosh was equal to the first one. The difference was. The main difference was. How to, in the way we extend the revelation of this level of Bino into the territory, into outside of the Beis Amigdosh. In the second Beis Amigdosh, you was not the possibility to draw down that level of Bino, which was in the Beis Amigdosh. It couldn't go outside. We didn't have the five items because of that. Elo Ligabe Atzmei. It can only bring down the Bechinas Bina for itself, for the Beis Amikdash itself, but not in the territories, not outside of the Beis Amikdash. According to Rashi, the same thing is with regards to the Choshen, that the Choshen really wasn't lacking anything in the second Beis Amikdash. It wasn't by Sheni. The only thing that was not It's only the matter of judgment. The extension, which is Mishpat, is the Bnei Yisrael, the world is judgment. That means the impact of the Chosh in the world. That idea was lacking then. Basically, but the Choshen was completely, according to Rashi's view, over here, this was existent uh, completely in its wholesomeness, also in the second base, Hamikdash. It's only the Mishpat, how it relates to the world. 
And the Rebbe says further, this is also in the time of Golus, that while, uh, of course, we don't have now the Choshen at all uh, right now, but we still have two aspects of the Choshen. One is hidden, Choshen is Gematri Mashiach, one is open, which is Choshen Gematri Nochash, which is the struggles of this world, the Klippas, and the answer is that really the Choshen Mashiach is here. And we have to reveal into Mishpat, into the world. Let's look inside. The same thing is in the time of exile. Amr Razal, our sages of blessed memories, tell us. This is in based of Shara Mitzvah, in time of Mitzvah, that Rabbi Vital That has the level of same letters as Nochosh. Nochosh is a negative. Nochosh akadmoni. That's the Yetzer Hora. The earlier Nochosh. Your Nochosh that starts up with Odoman Chava. Uli Idoch Giso. Mevur B'Shem Ephraim Mibal HaToysus. We also have the name of Rabbi Ephraim, who was one of the authors of the Toysus. Shechoshen B'Gematria Mashiach. That Choshen is the numerical value of Mashiach. So we have two extremes. Bizman Hagolus, in the time of Golus, Shabom Ibn Khatoinu, that why are we in Golus? Because of our sins. The reason is for the overpowering of this serpent skin. That is the Nochashakadmoini over the godly soul. And that's why there's a hate, and that's why we're in Gaul. So what do we have here? Like the Chaim Vital says, we have the Nochosh, we have the openly, we have the Nochosh revealed. And then the Chosh, which is only Bigimatri Mashiach, has the miracle value, the miracle value of Mashiach, that is it. So what it really means is that there is the Chosh, we have now the Choshen as well. But it's written, but we find it, but it's but it's hidden. In other words, while we have a Nochosh, we have Choshen there. But that we have to unscramble and we have to reveal the Choshen, the Gematria Mashiach, from his hidden state. So it should be a choshen of mishpat So that the impact of the choshen should be a mishpat should be revealed into the world to change the world around. And then choshen becomes Mashiach. When you have the choshen mishpat that it reveals, then it becomes Mashiach. When you reveal the Choshen in the level of Choshen Mishpat, that it impacts the world, that maybe the Gilah HaMashiach, that brings the revelation of Mashiach, or the Kod of Mamish, very close, Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Tzavah Tov Shechavah.